heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Uh, right now, though, let's have a chat to Henry Field, who is looking forward to what could be a huge weekend for Newgate. They've got plenty of runners in big prize money races, but without doubt, the headline act and the horse that could be a future superstar in the breeding barn for them is Militarise. He's already got his ticket as a stallion, a three-time Group 1 winner, but if he could win a Cox Plate, he would go to another level. And he is one of the most interesting runners in the Cox Plate on Saturday, and it's great to catch up with Henry this morning. Morning, Henry. Morning, Michael. How are you? I'm very well, uh, although I'm not going as well as you, no doubt, who'd be very excited after the barrier draw yesterday for your star three-year-old heading into the Cox Plate. Yeah, no, we were delighted with the, the, the draw, delighted how he worked yesterday morning. Zach Lloyd flew down to, uh, flew down to Melbourne to give him a uh, working through his gears and, and goes around Mooney Valley, both horse and rider, trying to get experience on the track. And, uh, and he worked really nicely, and the gate's ideal out of barrier three. So, you know, it's, it's very hard to win a Cox Plate, but at least the horse is healthy and well, and, and, the, and the gate is suitable, and the rider's, uh, you know, he's in great form, so, so a few of the boxes are ticked. We had a chat to Zach yesterday on the program out at Mooney Valley, and he's uh, he's a lovely young man who obviously has taken uh, everything before him in Sydney. Uh, what was it that made you want to put him on the horse? We heard also yesterday Jamie Carr was in contention for the ride on Militarised, so it's a great boost for his reputation and his confidence that you've said, you know what, we're going to go with the apprentice, Zach Lloyd, here over someone like Jamie Carr and plenty of other big-name hoops who would have had their hand in the air as well. Well, it's it's very unique at the moment because there's a number of really high class, lightweight jockeys, and that's that's unusual. Um, you know, there's there's there's, a, there's two or three lightweight riders that you'd be you'd be absolutely thrilled to have any of them on your horse. I suppose with Zach, um, you know, we do a lot of work with Daniel O'Sullivan, who who, who we take a lot of advice off, a very good form judge, and and obviously Chris is uh, you know a big part of the equation and. You know, we've built we've built our business on on you know backing both horses and people's potential, and uh, I've got no doubt that Zach's a future champion jockey in the in the um, a future champion jockey in the uh, in the making, and we just thought it made sense to to, to put him on the horse and the play. From that good gate on Saturday, with no weight, forty nine and a half kilos on his back, can he sit closer? Do you envisage him being closer in the run? You know, I, I, I leave that to, to, to Zach. Zach's going to actually walk the track with Darren Beaven later in the week. And Chris, and I'll leave it to Chris and Darren and Zach to work out. But naturally, uh, you know, from you know, it's a soft gate with a lightweight, he, he could be a bit closer. And, and he's certainly, um, I think he's got the versatility to do that. Uh, he's, he's a horse that, um, uh, you know, I think he can, he, can, he can settle closer and be effective, especially up in trips. So, um yeah, we, we were thrilled how he got round the valley on uh, on Tuesday. He, he really handled it well. He didn't really handle Corfield well the other day. He was all over the place. So it was 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 wonderful to see how well he'd adapted to, to that way of going, and particularly the valley. You know, in the, in the, in the past sort of ten days. But uh, yeah, I suppose a lot of lot of depend on how the, when the gates open, how well he jumps, and and and, and yeah, how things pan out. Winning a Cox Plate, what would that do for him as a future stallion? Well, you know, there's there's been only five. There's been five three-year-old colts in the Cox Plate in the last twenty years. So I suppose the first thing is three-year-old colts have a great record, 
Um, two of those were Northern Hemisphere bred, and three were Southern Hemisphere bred. And uh, of those, of those five, the three, 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 you know, three of them include So You Think, Savabil, and Seamus Award. So it's clearly a very important stadium making race. And uh, you know, it's got an incredible strike rate. These three-year-old colts out of it. We've obviously got State of Rest down in Newgate, who who won the Cox Plate as a three-year-old colt two years ago. Uh, Northern Hemisphere bred three-year-old colt, but it's a really, really important stadium making race, and and that's why he's running. It's a huge test when you when you run um, these these three-year-old colts uh, against the best weight for age horses in the country. But you know, that's why it's such a special race, such a great race. What's been good is that we've seen you have the willingness to continue racing these future stallions in in recent years. Is is that the plan with Militarise as well? We're not going to see him packed off to stud anytime soon. Well, we're, we're, I'm I'm really lucky. We've got a great Colts partnership. We you know obviously China Horse Club and a wonderful wonderful group of owners you know and leading breeders and they're they're they're, they're great sportsmen and women and they want to be involved in racing great horses and and so when the opportunity presents, we've often kept horses in training. You know the horses get injured as you know and the variety of things can happen. But if they're healthy and they're well and they're good horses, well. We're uh, we're usually game to keep them in training, and and it's you know in some some cases it paid us very well, in other cases you know he probably pulled the wrong rein. But from a commercial point of view, but with militarised, certainly if he's healthy and he's well and he's thriving, well there'd be no reason to rush him off the start. I know there's a lot of money here in Australia, but if he if he wins or is placed in a Cox Plate, does overseas beckon for a horse like him to try and further enhance that reputation? You know. <sighs> You know, we've we've run a number of horses overseas, and we, I suppose in a, you know part of part of us feels that yeah, it's, you know, as an industry, we've got a responsibility to showcase our good horses, you know, overseas to you know, given how how good our industry is now, horses are especially horses, you know, at a mile or less. But it's you know, it's really difficult in this day and age because the price money is just so good in Australia, and the uh, you know, and it's it's uh, it's you know, it's just it's hard to. Hard to take horses away and run them for a tenth of the prize money. Um, you know, it's, so it's, it's getting more difficult. But the better the better our administrators are doing, um, and they're doing great, the harder it is to, uh, to to travel them. He's still in high betting uh, up up in the market for the Derby as well. Is that a realistic option? No, yeah. he, will, he will not go to the Derby. It's it's just it's we'll, we'll hopefully have a runner in the Derby, but it's just a gelding. But it's just too difficult i think you know running three-year-old colts at that trip i mean this horse is probably still a two-year-old here the latest foal i think uh if not he's just turned three it's hard you know you're running these colts these these these, these high-end colts at 2500 meters you know it's so early in the season it's really difficult task if it was 2000 meters we'd certainly I, i'm sure we would have backed him up um but i think at 2100 it's just too difficult you mentioned state of rest uh who no doubt's been um, I imagine he's been pretty popular uh, after winning the Cox Plate and his performances overseas. And if you get militarised, he's a 2,000 metre stallion prospect as well moving forward. Uh, you've been the speed machine group uh, for so long. Is there a little bit of a shift to try and delve a bit deeper into the middle distance range and, and even ultimately down the road, uh, could we see some more staying types? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. The Cox Plate is an interesting race because, it, 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 you know, one thing that is clearly evident, the Cox Plate winners have a massively successful strike rate, start, as I said earlier. So I think that, like, it's almost a race that we're... It's almost a race that we feel if we can 
get the formula right quick in that race. They're horses that can really make it as stallions. Um, you know, in, in general terms, in Australia, you know, the, the, the best stallions have come from the sprinter miler divisions, uh, and that's just what history says. But I think it takes such a special three-year-old to win a Cox Plate that they need all the attributes a great racehorse has. They need speed, they need stamina, they need... They, 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 need, they need versatility, they need toughness, they need mental aptitude. They, they need so many things that a great horse needs for a three-year-old to win the Cox Plate. That, that, that uh, you know, I think that's probably the reason they've made such great stadiums. And, 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 and certainly, you know, we would stand as many Cox Plate winners as we can yeah. get our hands on. This time of year always brings the discussion of uh, of our staying prowess compared to the Europeans where there's maybe two, three, four Aussie bred horses in Caulfield Melbourne Cups and, and most of them don't finish uh, in the top five or six. Um, what are your thoughts about that overall sentiment of um, speed v stayers in Australia and can we ever improve the depth of our staying ranks? Well, the question is, I wonder, can they ever improve the depths of their sprinting ranks in uh, in Europe? Because if you had to put the best sprinter in the Everest, it wouldn't have got within uh, within within Kiwi of the of the top three. So, we're very good at what we're good at. Um, I'm very, you know, from a breeding perspective, I'm very proud of what we're good at, and that is that we breed the world's best sprinters, and you know, probably up to a mile, where where the best, the best, the best, you know, the best there is, and. And and that comes down to a lot of factors. Our genetics is obviously a big one. Our climate's a massive one. Our training regimes another one. Um, whereas in Europe, you know, they've got a much more dour gene pool. Uh, they train in a far different training uh, environment, and their their weather for grazing horses is far different to ours. It's a much colder climate. Ours much a warmer climate that promotes maturity and growth. So uh, we're different, right? We're different markets, but we are very very good at what we do, and and. And I think that's what makes races like the Cox Plate and even the Everest, but so special because because you need even though the Cox Plate's a mile and a quarter race, you need you need really you know you need horse with a high level of speed uh, to to be winning them, irrespective of, of of the distance. And 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 I think that as an industry, we do a great job. What we're very good at. Uh, well, it was obviously. Um a great moment, the Everest, for you guys as well recently. So um, a Cox Plate would cap off what's been an unbelievable spring so far. Who's the hardest for you to beat? You know, I think Alligator Blood. That's a very, very good horse. Uh, he, he's obviously a very, very good horse. He's in the zone. And, you know, he just he scares me, that horse. I think he's just a big, strong, powerful, proper... He's developed into a proper weight for age horse. And... Haven't Gay and Adrian done a magnificent job with that horse to, to turn him around from where he was to where he is? Uh, I think he's 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 you know the, the big weight for age horse, but it's a very good field. There's seven. There's probably every horse in the race is a proper Group One horse, but there's seven or eight right in the market, and, and any of them could win, and any of them are entitled to win. It's yeah. a hell of a race. It's it's a very exciting race. With Henry Field from Newgate, just quickly, Henry, a few of your other runners we're looking forward to seeing. Uh, down here in Melbourne. Kings Gambit, Osmosis, uh, both still on track to contest the Coolmore? Yeah, those two Colts are definitely on track to, to contest the Coolmore, and we may even run a couple more. I look at the Coolmore like it's the golden slipper of three-year-olds. Uh, you know, it's a three-year-old golden slipper equivalent, and, you know, we'll get his, we'll try and run, we'll probably run Don Corleone and snap back in that race as mm. well, and I can tell you that uh, he's a big price snap back, but he'll be running a big race, that horse. He's going very, very well. King's Gambit uh, will be there. He's, he's right now pre-post market and he's 
absolutely flying. So we'll have the three or four in that particular race. So we're excited about the Coolmore. Is snapback running in the calendar Presnell this weekend as well? No, we're gonna we're gonna hold him back for the Coolmore. Yep. We think he's probably best. He's really going well. He's very very fast on speed. He was. Uh, he, he he had to draw wide in the Golden Rose and led them up led them up a, a, a long way and 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 sort of got run down late and he missed the start the other day and was probably a good thing beat on the top Craig but he's really thriving and and I'm you know I'm telling you that I would be up on speed he's a, he'd be able to take a lot of running down he's really thriving that particular horse and uh, he'll run he'll run there we'll run we'll run Don Corleone Opie Boston is booked to ride him and. And um, and Bjorn's very happy with Osmosis and, and King's Gambit uh, is obviously a horse of special talent. So so hopefully they'll get there. And, and you know, we, we'd make a policy in the slipper as well to try and run as many as we can. Uh, you know, they're such important stay-in-making races. So if you can get a, a group of, a group of you know, as many that you can qualify that can be competitive, you try and run them. And I think all four of those Colts uh, have got their place in the field. And, and um, and I think they can they can all be competitive. He's fifty to one snapback for the punters who want to have a little something on uh, him in the the Coolmore. Uh, just a quick one. You mentioned you will have a Derby runner. That's Gold Bullion. Um, how did he come out of the run on Saturday? He came out of the run well. He's just a very moody horse. Uh, interesting. He just was in a terrible mood on Saturday. For more reports, and he, he went to the gates and he half uh, he half um, jacked up in the gates and he really didn't put his best foot forward. I think he he'd actually beaten the the winner of that race in the Derby trial uh, a few weeks earlier. So, so if he can if he can sort of bounce back to his best and, and, and put his best foot forward on Derby Day, he's not out of place. Um, Adrian and Gay, they're just trying a few different things with him. They're beaching him and, and they probably jump him and you know do do a uh, you know try and mix it up with him to try and get him into a really good headspace because if he puts his best foot forward, uh, you know by virtue of the fact that he beat the winner at his previous start, he could easily bounce back. Uh, Henry, best of luck this weekend. Uh, it's so good to see militarise. We love three-year-olds in a cox plate. He's drawn a good gate, and it would be a, a, some story with Zach Lloyd on his back as well. Uh, we wish you well. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate being on the show. Henry Field uh, joining us there. So militarise, uh, I thought it was fairly obvious, but he's still high up in the market. Uh, you can put a pen through him in the Victoria Derby market, and he currently is the $6 third favourite. So confirmation, he will not be continuing on to the Derby no matter what happens in the Cox Plate.